Welcome to the Data-Driven CX Podcast by Inframedica. In this podcast, the fundamentals, real-life practices, and impact of data-driven CX are explored in conversations with industry thought leaders and successful business leaders. In this episode, you learn the point of view of an industry leader from Informatica and how their strategy helps organizations with data-driven CX. I'm your host, Nienke Bloom, and my guest today is Trevor Hodges. He has over 20 years of experience in business intelligence and data analytics and is Associate Director Informatica Professional Services. So happy to have you on the show. Welcome, Trevor. Hi, Nienke. Hi, great to be here. Yeah. Well, can you tell a little bit about your role within Informatica? I think our listeners are very curious. Sure. So so I head up uh, two functions. I head up a, a team of business consultants, uh, data management practitioners, and also a team of architect strategists. And uh, th- their roles are very much to work with organizations to maximize uh, the organization's business uh, data assets and maximize the return on investment during our projects with their customers. As we prepare this, this is really about custom experience and, and the data-driven part. And, and from your role, you have a lot of experience. So how to get your head around the huge topic of CX in an enterprise? But I know that Informatica has the CX data strategy framework. Could you mm-hmm. summarize it a little bit? Because, yeah, then our listeners can really understand it well. Sure, yeah. I mean, customer experience, you know, CX, uh, you know, is very much in my mind at the heart of digital transformation and and, and, and vice versa. So, you know, whether you're a customer B2C or B2B, you, you all want seamless, consistent, personalized experiences, you know, when we interact with brands, making the right decisions about customers and relationships and digital interactions and so on. But ultimately, in my, in my view, you know, there is a need for leadership in shaping that digital transformation and customer experience, which really means that what in, whatever you do in that space is, is generating or is being driven by data. And, and when we work with organisations, we find that they they face a host of problems. Uh, you know, that could be um, silos of information, you know, fragmented views of their customers, uh, techni- technological barriers, um, you know, within regions and across regions and across channels, um, you know, lack of confidence in that in that source of truth around particular sets of data. Uh, you know, and ultimately, you know, you end up the customer experience suffers and, and channels and departments just don't seem to work together. So the ultimately, you get a fractured customer experience and end up with disillusioned customers uh, and, and so on. So so every CX strategy needs a data strategy to, to underpin it. So a, so a data-driven CX approach is really about actively managing your data as a strategic asset to achieve those CX outcomes. You know, it helps, helps define why... One initiative is needed as well as the goals and expected benefits and all those kind of good things. But really, the strategy also describes how to mobilize the organization to implement a successful data initiative to support you know, your, your, your CX goals. I mean, ultimately, it's about providing that data management capability to deliver a foundation of trusted data that rep- represents a, a consistent and uh, what we call a 360-degree view of your customers' relationships. And this view, you know, where we can, should... Should incorporate all the data in the organisation, whether that's structured, unstructured, internal, or external data. So you, you know you can, you can provide new perspectives on how to engage effectively with with the customer. So an, another way to look at it is uh, six data strategy is about you know how you maximise uh, its data. You know how you how your organisation will maximise its data leverage to generate the greatest business impact on on your customer experience. I, I think that's very interesting. And, and well, you talked a little bit about why the framework is necessary. But mm-hmm. if I would say to you, what are the three reasons 
organizations should use or leaders should use this? What would be the three? So if I just kind of step back a little bit and talk about the framework itself. So our own framework is based on work with hundreds of customers across uh, multiple industries, you know, and, and so it's that we got that that wealth of experience behind us, and, and our framework really captures the best practices and the core building blocks to, to how to approach a, a data management initiative. So it provides that trusted perspective because we've got that history behind us, you know, of how to approach data management. So the data management framework itself describes all the all the commonly accepted good practices, uh, including widely adopted methods and techniques um, that you can use to then guide conversations with customers and help understand and diagnose their, you know, their problems. So, th- so one, another way to look at it is that, think of it as a blueprint of you know, data management capabilities and functions and the relationships between that. So we use it in our interactions with clients to very much uh, structure their thinking and guide their approach to achieving achieving their business goals. And the framework itself is actually made up of four layers. Strategy at the top around your CX vision with data operations, which covers very much the, the data capabilities. And, and then and then beneath that, the program and change management. And then within each of those layers, there, is, there are a discrete set of capabilities. So if I just quickly describe those layers, it may help the listeners understand how, how these sit, sit together. So at the strategy layer, the, these are a set of building blocks that set um, the stage for the overall data strategy itself. So it defines the business drivers, the needs and enablers, whereas the remaining building blocks beneath, the layers beneath, really are the details of what the strategy uh, requires to be operationalized and sustainable. The data operations layer is really where we're talking about your data capabilities itself, so data integration and what we call master data management and data governance and, and so on. So it's what you need in support of you know, delivering the, the higher level business outcomes. But importantly, that layer acts as the glue between the strategy and the execution of it via the operating model in both the program and change management layers. So, you know, another way to think about the, the change in program management layers is, is they are required to deliver the data capabilities against against the vision it's, itself. So one thing we would always talk about when we ch- chat to clients around applying the, the, the framework in their organization is, yes, we've got the layers, but you also need to assess the effectiveness of your CX data program as well. So transcending all those four layers is the, you know, a need to be able to measure and monitor the success of your program. I think you you asked me about you know why is it necessary and what are the, you know what are the key aspects of it. So I'll think- yeah, yeah, of course. I, I'm listening to you and always like to summarize a little bit because sure. I think for the listeners it's really interesting and know that there will be more information also on the framework in in the notes mm-hmm. and that the highest tier being the CX data strategy, then the, the tier below is data cap- capabilities program management and change management and and gluing it all together is measure and monitor, right? Mm-hmm. To make sure yep. that it works. So I think most people really love frameworks because it also gives structure to exactly. what needs to be done and where your possible blind spots are. But yes, tell us why is it necessary? I mean, it's really, really important to help. I say you put structure around thinking and it also ensures coverage, but importantly, it's based on it's on best practice. So this is what good good looks like. And from that strategy, you're then able to develop roadmaps and organise teams and align, align your functions. 
So I always think of it as an organizing structure that promotes consistency when you're implementing data management foundation for for customer experience or any other data management program, uh, really. So it's enabling you to build that robust, sustainable data capability. You know, it's that essential tool as well for ongoing activities. So you can assess and benchmark where you are as part of your wider organization's data capabilities. You know, and, and really you need, you know, ultimately you need that foundation for success. And that's what the framework gives you. And, and having those you know, 25 years plus of helping customers um, you know, on data projects, we know what a data strategy uh, requires to consistently deliver success for our clients. Yeah, I, I really, I really like that. But when you look at the framework and you talk why it's necessary and what the benefits are, can, can you give a business example? Sure. So just before I do, I mean, you often see a number of obstacles when we when we're talking to clients, and I'm sure we talk later in terms of you know where do you start. But you know, we often see a lot of customers struggling to accurately assess and document and communicate the business value of what they're doing around data analytics and uh, yeah. you know un- underline the investments that they're doing, uh, particularly to business leaders because they're only, they're only interested in the outcome, not necessarily. The technology and all the people underneath. It's whether we're going to be driving up, you know, improved customer experience and reducing churn, for example. Often, you know, we've seen data initiatives start without any real idea of a target end state or vision. You know, what they're trying to achieve. It's uh, it becomes a technical project, a science project, and you know, we also see organisations really lack a, that systematic way of assessing and optimising the data. Uh, and analytics uh, investment options. So, so using the framework, you know, it, it helps decrease that implementation risk and improves the transparency. And it, and it's, it's importantly, it's a great communication tool that you can use with your stakeholders. Uh, you know, whether it, whether you use Informatica methodology or or different ones. I mean, there are other frameworks out there. I should I should add. You know, it's really <laughs> important. To, it's really important as part of your you know your approach to to establish that consistency in how you develop and communicate your data strategy. Now, you asked me about examples. I mean, there's some great examples out there, and uh, please check out the Informatica website for examples of uh, case studies, but there's also blogs. There's uh, some great 360 or customer experience examples around uh, national airlines, around a mass media and uh, entertainment conglomerate. But one of my favorite stories is very much around Hyatt hotels and, and resorts. And, and of course, Hyatt is one of those global brands. It's got hundreds of properties around the world, and you know they compete with, with other brands at massive scale. So each of their hotels has its own system or inventory and reservation for food and beverage and so on. But their challenge was how to deliver six goals that caters for, for users across all geographies, across all the company, you know, from sales, marketing, real estate, finance, hotel operations, uh, among among others. So so we, we used our framework as the basis for the initial engagement to help steer and structure their thinking and guide their approach to achieving their six goals. And then and ultimately delivering on their vision of what they describe as a world of understanding uh, and care. And that's their, that's their strap line. So the starting point is really, once we knew where to go, was then, you know, it was about capturing the business critical data out of those systems and reconciling those data sources to create that trusted guest profile. And then these trusted profiles could then be shared with hotels. So when a loyalty program member checks in, they can quickly assess and understand what the, the profile that guest preferences are. And then you can use that that profile to obviously then elevate customer experiences within the organization through personalization. This is a real world life example, actually, about a, a guest checking in at a hotel. It was noticed that they'd set their room up to do yoga. And, and this was noted on the, the hotel system. 
But that then was updated to when that customer then checked in at the next Hyatt hotel, ready and waiting for that location was a yoga mat, extra towels, and a water bottle. So that's just one real life example. But you know, Hyatt's investments, you know, it has it has paid off not only in just that example I've provided. But that deeper understanding has delivered, you know, measurable benefits in terms of the NPS and CSAT metrics, uh, improved loyalty, membership grew 90%, for example. Wow. Um, and it also decreased promotional spend as well. So that decreased by nearly 50% as well. And this is exactly where our leaders are looking for these examples because, yeah, they, they sometimes find difficulty in the funding because, yeah, what, what will be the outcome? So I love these examples. Thank yep. you. Thank you so much. Um, that's also, I think, uh, the next step is is a lot of people looking at it and it's it's such a huge topic. could be a huge mountain that people mm. are looking at. Yep. Or And uh, in the uh, interview we had with Sarah of uh, TTC, she says, we weren't big data hoarders. It's also interesting. Eh? And looking at data-driven CX, it feels also like changing that whole part. Where is your suggestion mm. to start? Yeah, developing and starting a data management program that's going to really drive your CX program, your data transformation. It's not, you know, it's not a simple undertaking by any means. So, you know, you can't do these things overnight. So, you know, while we would say that a enterprise-wide data strategy is an important part of uh, the, the end game, you know, you can't you can't just start there. You've got to build confidence for your in, you know, in your organization's ability to deliver value. So, so think big, start small, um, identify particular business opportunities or or a challenge, and focus you know your energy on on and budget on solving that first. And then once you've demonstrated the value of data management, you can then broaden your scope from there. You know, it's, it's, it, I suppose it's really key about choosing and launching that right project so your program yeah. gets off the ground and you know you can prepare the organisation for bigger things. But the question we always get asked is, but where do I start? As, as you just asked that. So it's all very well saying, you know, think big, start small, but what's that first first project? So the method I adopt and what I recommend to organisations is a is what I describe as a combination of top-down and bottom-up approaches uh, to maximize your opportunities you know, by first understanding really all your stakeholder pain points within your organization. So that's the bottom-up piece. But you you need to align these with your data-driven vision. So you know what are your most important priorities around CX? And this is to give you business context, you know, and why you and, and also to help you, con- you know, correct for fragmentation. Because if, if you just talked to lots of stakeholders, you know, you could you you'll have a whole long list of gripes and pain points. But <laughs> yeah. but you but if you just if you just focus on those, you'll be missing the fact that you're totally disconnected from on the ground reality in terms of delivering against a high priority. Uh, you know, business business needs. So you you kind of you bring the two together. So you 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 kind of create effectively a line of sight between key business outcomes and pain points. So you're you're picking off pain points as well as delivering those outcomes. So you're looking for those projects in the middle that are going to satisfy both the top down and bottom up needs. Now, often you will end up with a whole hopper of possible initiatives, and so you you need to prioritise those initiatives. So we would suggest that typically you you pick a really important CX goal, one where it has stakeholder attention, and show to them how all that part of the organisation, how how the data strategy and the framework can help you achieve their goals faster uh, and more efficiently. And once you you know once you've established that alignment with business priorities, you've got stakeholders, you've got, you've got an understanding of, of the, the business value. You need to go one step further. 
you then need to assess its feasibility because everything else is great, but can you actually deliver? Do you have the right skills? Do you have those skills available? What's the complexity really of the overall you know, difficulty of the project itself? Is the data available that you need to deliver on the initiative? And of course, do you have the technology that you need to deliver against? So that's all really, really important. So there's lots of dimensions that, that come to the fore here that you need to understand to get you on that first rung of your your initiatives. So some really key principles we talk to clients about, you know, so as I said, start small, think about tactical projects, you know, to build those confidence in in, uh, in your stakeholders and the power of data, but also in your team's ability, because these initiatives are often delivered by technical and business teams and data management uh, functions. So you know, we, we talk about don't boil the ocean. Okay, so you boil the ocean one teapot <laughs> at a time is the, yeah. the phrase that's used. But importantly, when you do have successes, you celebrate those wins as well. So um, I think we're often too reserved, particularly in the technology sector of kind of just moving on to the next thing. You know, we need we need to really bang the drum about what we've achieved. Uh, and that brings me to the next point. You know, it's, you've got your your tactical projects. You then need to f- focus on the rapid iteration of those projects. So you need to design your journey for ongoing wins and staying focused on the business impact. You know, it's not it's not just the first project and you you know you walk away. You've got to have a complete and uh, and clear picture of where you're trying to get to and a roadmap of how you're going to achieve it and incrementally build your capability to get there. And to do that, you you, know, you really need to avoid anything that's theoretical, theoretical end states or to build it and they they will come mega projects. So I, I always talk to clients about the field of dreams approach. You know, you avoid that completely. You've got to stay really focus on addressing you know your organization's problems but it's often too easy to to focus on the defensive type uh, activities of data management you know like data quality data cleansing but in fact sometimes you need to look beyond that and, and what we call the offensive uh, activities so looking at you know machine learning and predictive analytics to really get you to that level of personalization you're going to need to but clearly underpinning that is going to be a good data foundation so I think the key message is very much focus on business value, the feasibility and alignment of strategic goals and go through that prioritization process. And this is where my team and my organization gets involved with clients to help shape the engagement. How we're going to produce first value, you know, the first deliverable within a 12-week uh, you know, cycle. So the customer stakeholders are getting value very quickly. You know, we're not talking about multi-month, multi-year projects here. We want to deliver something very quickly that you can then build on. And, that, and that's really where my organization comes in and helps um, customers structure what they're going to do and identify those first set of use cases, as we call them, those first scenarios that we're going to be working on. Oh, thank you so much. And this also like like Informatica really helps these organizations become these customer successes. Eh? How, how has Informatica done this? How has... How have they become the leader in this customer success? You put it in, in your, but how how do you see that? Well, we we position ourselves very much as a data management partner. So uh, yes, we have our we have technology, but we're very much a subscription based business and rapidly moving to you know in the next year or so will be a cloud first uh, business as well. It's very much around uh, working collaboratively with our with our customers and driving towards an end goal and being with them, you know, for the for the in- entire journey. And you know, our success is represented by uh, representation on on Gartner quadrants, for example, in in the CX space, uh, we're the leader again in the in the MDM Magic quadrant. But we're also we're leaders on the peer insights part of of Gartner. So we you know we all recognised externally um, for what for what we do but but also i would like to add that um the phrase is we eat our own dog food 
Um, so <laughs> you know, we don't just do this to other people. We've actually done it to ourselves. So we've actually have used our own technology internally to build up a 360-degree view of our own customers. And that's been consuming uh, data from many systems. And it provides our customer success managers with the insights they need to drive and maintain and monitor customer health. And that's we've seen by doing that ourselves has driven a, you know impressive results in terms of what the CSMs are now able to do. Those are customer success managers. So you know, <laughs> they they're actually sorry, too many abbreviations in, in technology, oh, well. isn't there? But uh, <laughs> um, but they're able to do more with less. You know, they're twenty five percent more productive now. Our subscription rate is ninety two percent plus. And we're really more accurate now with our forecasting I and mean, what we're able to do. Now that's on that's on our side, but you know what's the benefit to the customer? Well, they're now being onboarded much much more quickly. They're getting support much more quickly. They understand what the customer is wanting, and they're engaging more with us in having those conversations and working in a collaborative way. So there's been a spin-off of benefits, but it's very much all driven by the fact that we we position ourselves as a data management partner to you know to organizations and and guide them on their the data management journey that sounds really really good and i love the part of eat your own dog food right <laughs> and that works it does, uh, because yeah. if you try that out yourself it's the same for example at zeppos uh, everybody that starts working at zeppos has to work in the contact center because they need to know what really is happening and what customers are talking about um and have to also order out you shoot yourself. So mm. eat your own dog food. I think that's um, a brilliant way. But looking at um, a lot of uh, big investments also to work with partners and, uh, and get mm. things done, what are the key areas to make sure that your customers get, get the value from the investment they do in, in data-driven CX? Yeah, the key thing is we recognize we, we live in the real world. So we've given a, uh, an idea of how to approach uh, a project. But, but sometimes organizations are asking for you know an initial proof of the viability of what we do and and so sometimes you can't always follow the approach you want to so you've got to look for those tactical quick win projects to win over, over hearts and minds of your customers and, and importantly help develop the internal allies you need to actually drive uh, your strategy forward so but whatever you do though about ensuring customer success by doing those first tactical initiatives you've still got to have some idea around your data vision and roadmap because otherwise those initial tactical investments are wasted. Have that idea so at least you can put in the foundational capability to to begin with. So so often we will work with organisations to kind of identify a series of tactical initiatives, but we have in our minds and, and those with our key stakeholders what the strategic milestone w- would be. And so as we build towards that, we're kind of then picking off pockets of support uh, around customer success, and that then also also ensures we, we we get coverage around what we're trying to do. But if there's anything I want to highlight from today's podcast is really, you know, we've talked around frameworks and layers and building blocks and uh, to, <laughs> some technology, but ultimately, you know, fundamental to any data strategy, well, any strategy really is is your people, yeah, and and the culture. Uh, and that that really has to lie at the heart of your strategy, and is at the heart of success. Doing the technology, you know, well, it's, it can be challenging, but it's, you know, we all know what we're doing, and you know, we can, we can do the strategy bit fine. But you know, every every data strategy is going to need some form of data, you know, a detailed change management plan. It's going to need training and education. You, you need to have some form of sales and marketing strategy. I talked about you know celebrating early, but you've got to 
get around the business and you know really bang the drum about the successes you're having in data management and and how that's supporting your CX strategy and, and ultimately the broader business uh, goals you're aiming to achieve. You need to have a skills gap analysis. You may even need certification and career planning um, around developing the skills that that you may have gaps for. And of course, you can even drive cultural change through incentivization, you know, through personal objectives as well as team objectives. So that that in my mind is often the missing missing ingredient. Uh, all the less focused on because everyone dives into the, the latest technology. And, and I'm, you know, I work in a technology company, and we've got some great tech. But you know, if you want to, if you want to be successful in any data management program, you've got to start with your people because uh, you've got to help them make the step change from what they've been doing currently to what they, you need them to do next in order to deliver against on on those on those business goals. Um, and I, I think secondary to that is really. Once you've got your roadmap and you know what you need to do about your people, it's very much around the funding part. And I think you mentioned aspect yeah. that earlier. I think it is, you know, you really have need to have a, a really good, robust funding model that everyone is bought into, so you can generate, and maintain the capital you, you need for the data initiatives throughout this life cycle. You know, the, the, these the, these projects are too often a one-time done uh, approach, and that doesn't get you anywhere. It's sort of very staccato effect, and it's just you know, and everyone's going back time and time again with a begging bowl. So data management is a program of work, and that's why the, the roadmap uh, is is essential to it. Um, so you really need to really iron out how you're going to fund these programs, how you know lines of business are going to uh, contribute to it, because otherwise you're just getting to recurring debates over business priorities and you know all the internal competition that happens time and time again, and then you're just always having those conversations. So again, this is where we can, as informatic, we we can assist with those conversations for developing the roadmap. Uh, identifying how you might move forward with the funding models and the change management plan. We, we do this for, through a number of offerings, and I'll perhaps maybe talk about some of those uh, shortly. But uh, just a final note on the on the funding. Um, I've done uh, delivered a couple of roundtables recently, and I purposely asked the question about how organisations are funding. You know, we're talking about some big players as well as smaller players, and the, the common theme is actually data initiatives are funded on a project by project basis, which is fine in some respects, but it doesn't really play back to me that the organisations really treat data as a strategic asset. You know, we hear often the mantra of data as an asset. Well, you know, unless you're going to have a programme of work like you would do for your for your buildings and your finance or whatever, you're not really taking data that seriously. It's kind of an afterthought. And, a, and that's where we can try and help organisations change that, change that view. Thank you. Thank you. And just as we go to the end of the conversation, um, mm. of course, it's great that Informatica says they're great. That's, mm. well, of course you should. But if you give like an example, what do customers say? I mean, I think ultimately, one of, I mean, I've talked about the Gartner, the Gartner quadrants, and we were also, uh, we talked about the Peer Insights. We were named uh, in the 2020 Peer Insights uh, choice for master data management solutions as well. So that's that's yeah. coming from customers. That's not coming from Gartner themselves. No. That's coming from the users of, of, of our products. So that's the, you know, the the rating and reviewing our technology. So that's peer peer reviews by end users themselves. So that's key to it. But not only not only that, we're also um, we were innovation winner in in the customer success start award from the technology and services industry TSIA in 2020. You know. We, we don't just bang the drum internally. We're actually, we've got credibility in the fact that external organizations and our customers are saying, you know, we do, we do deliver on what we say and we are a partner in this, in their journey around, around data. 
Wow. Well, thank you so much, Trevor, for sharing um, your insights and your experience. Very valuable. And um, no problem at all. Well, let's say bye for now. Fantastic. Great to meet you. Yes. Bye-bye. Bye now. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Data Driven CX podcast by Informatica. Today, we've talked with Trevor Hodges on the strategy to help organizations with data-driven CX. And two things I'll definitely remember is, first of all, a CX data strategy framework structures your thinking and promotes consistency. The second insight is that you have to work both bottom-up to align your stakeholders as top-down to identify these key business outcomes that will deliver your results and to kickstart your program. I'm grateful for the wonderful conversation. Thanks so much, Trevor Hodges. If you want to connect to him on LinkedIn, know that his information is in the notes. In the next episode, which comes out in a week, we'll meet Peter Koo, Chief Industry Strategist, Financial Services, and he will give an industry spotlight, uh, data-driven CX, and this time in financial services. And to learn more about data-driven CX, go to informatica.com cx and check out the notes for more resources and i'm sure you'll find the cx data strategy framework <music>